Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Before I exit stage left, Tony Cartagena, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Southside, born and raised, UW Badgers on Wisconsin, mic drop. You know, I got love from my boy Tony. Tony was up there hitting us up here on Twitter. We're getting a cipher. It's been good, y'all. You know what we got to do it now. And then there was four. Man. We had a Sweet 16, the Elite 8, and now we're down to four. And it's that Final Four weekend. And I know Hank has been waiting for it. We're going to say we're gonna say the best for last for him because I know he's excited about talking about about his team. And we'll, we'll get into that. But, Hank, I want to start with your overall impressions uh, when you just watched the Sweet 16 and Elite 8, just kind of your general impressions of, of the kind of basketball you saw played and what some of the things you noticed. That's what I noticed. <laughs> Listen, um, what I saw, what I saw, man, was uh, some amazing basketball. I have to tell you that it was fun to watch uh, the Sweet 16, um, and you just watch these teams. And what I have to say to you that I saw from each and every team that played was just the intensity and just the willingness. Everybody just trying to win. You look at a team like like a Syracuse, okay? That they just just should have absolutely been just overmatched against Duke, just absolutely overmatched. But they hung with that team the entire game. West Virginia and how they played against Villanova, okay, and just gave them fits, absolutely gave them fits. I never realized how athletic. Florida State was. I didn't realize that Florida State had a seven foot four cat in the middle just blocking shots like nobody's business. As good as Gonzaga is and was this year, they made them look just absolutely like a Division One school. Okay, down the stretch, they did. Gonzaga just had no answer whatsoever. Didn't realize that that team was running ten cats off the off off the bench. That their bench was outscoring their starters. That's unheard of. That's absolutely unheard of. You know, you look at a team like Kansas, you know, uh, that made the Final Four. That game yesterday between them and Duke, okay, just a just an instant classic. That they would that that the shot that Grayson Allen took rolled around the rim twice, and that game could have gone in a different direction. I mean, my impressions of it, it's been great theater. Okay, it's been great theater, and I have to admit that I haven't been watching. Uh, college basketball 
as much this year because, you know, we always – I think college basketball has suffered from the – well, all those, the, the stars leave, so the game is not as good as it used to be, or on the contrary. I've seen some things in college basketball and some of the uh, ways these coaches have developed their teams and developed some of these players. I wish some of these players would stay in school a little bit longer instead of bolting to the NBA so that these coaches can continue to work with them. You can just tell the difference, D. When you see a team like Loyola Chicago that's got seniors on it or a team like uh, Florida State, when they've been able to develop, okay, it is, it is. you can just see the difference. Before I even get to my team, i just seen a lot of things in basketball, which I thought was very clever, just very clever how these coaches uh, had, had uh, set their teams up, the, the programs and what they wanted to do and how they wanted to do certain things. Uh, it's, it's basketball at its purest form, and it's absolutely, like, again, it was great theater. It was fun to watch. It was fun to watch teams when you had no dog in the fight, okay? And, and that's what made the Sweet 16, to me, just very, very special, just watching how everybody else get the Kentucky and Kansas State game, okay? When, when, we, when we spoke last week, you know, where we thought Kentucky was going to be able to cruise to the Final Four, but, oh, as our old buddy Lee Corso says, not so fast, my friend, because Kansas State had, an, had another agenda. You know, and I won't. You know, and you can't forget about Nevada and that great comeback they had to get to the Sweet 16, and then and then that amazing game that they had with uh, again Loyola Chicago, and I believe that Kansas State uh, blew their wide trying to beat uh, Kentucky and just didn't have nothing left to take on Loyola. But my but again it was it was it was great theater. Uh, it was it was it was exciting basketball. Uh, this was this was this tournament will be one that they're going to talk about for a while simply because of the down goals phrases that we've talked about. You know, a lot of heavy hitting teams that had the stars, had the talents, you know, but simply did not um, step up to the plate. And then these other teams where they you could just tell the players were developed. They they they're, they're familiar with their systems. Um, and 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 now you have this improbable Final Four. Uh, I would be remiss though if I didn't take this opportunity to pump out my personal chest to tell everybody that of, of the Final Four, you know, had uh, Virginia showed up, they didn't. But the other three teams that I picked in my Final Four on these airwaves, by the way, I must add, are in the Final Four. So uh, I just wanted to let you know that uh, you're welcome. And, and, and he is saving the RSG family. As y'all know, in our RSG Tourney Challenge, it's what's unique about this is that we have three top prizes. But if any one of the RSG talent occupies those prizes, those prizes no longer exist. And with the number one prize, is a part of it is being able to come and do a live podcast with us. And and Hank is saying he's giving y'all the Matumbo finger. He letting you know that y'all gonna have to wait until next year no, to have no, an opportunity no. to do that. This is kind of how we get down. And uh so I, I really enjoy it. You you listen to RSG one mic and we're in our uh we're in the cipher uh talking about uh the uh, NCAA tournament and, and Hank is providing us with kind of overview. Uh, we're kind of like with our general impressions. And I would say my general impressions were a couple things. That 
balance matters. Mm-hmm. Balance matters, meaning you have to play a good enough defense to get a stop when you need to have a stop, but you also have to have a good enough offense to get the shot you need when you need to get it. And the coaches who who do not succumb to the pressures of coaching kids who come through AAU advance, meaning guys who learn to run continuity offense, guys just can't play screen and roll, and that's all they're going to do, that the ball moves, that, that, that they find ways to get the shot they're supposed to get. Those teams often find themselves in the position to win, and that was consistent. That was consistent, that those defensive-minded teams with little offense only can play when they're either close or somewhat ahead. But when they get behind, they don't have that ability and they start to take ill-advised shots. But those teams who have been preparing for that, those teams who have that balance where they can get enough stops, but at the same time, they got continuity offense matters. Uh, those fundamentals still matter. Uh, I was great. I was watching the, uh, the, the, the game this weekend with uh, one of my guys, uh, uh, Cecil Youngblood, who's, who's a basketball mind, great coach. He actually coached, uh, uh, one of our RSG faithful, our, our, our number one man, RSG, game changer. And uh, just the way he was breaking down, you know, how some of these teams were playing, what some of the flaws were, um, and just basic things on how to screen, screening with the idea to be offensive minded, <laughs> um, ball movement, um, you know, uh, you know, even stepping out on uh, on screens and either making a decision like having a philosophy that we're going to make you do something rather than uh, uh, try to figure out how to stop everything. There was just some basic fundamental things that were the differences between some of these teams advancing, getting the right shots they want to and not. And so it reminds you that, um, you know, those teams who have that kind of balance, who have the ability to, to have some level of scoring power and can defend some, they can get stops when they need it are the ones who are advancing. And, um, and it, it doesn't make it very complicated, um, but it's one of those things that often some coaches outthink the room. They outthink themselves. They outthink a lot of stuff. Um, and so those are some of the things I, I, I saw. Um, I also saw that, you know, the idea of having a chip on your shoulder still exists, that there are some young folks who have a chip on themselves on their shoulders. I love the uh, two young men from Loyola who um, clearly – who, who grew up together in Kansas. Um, and uh, one guy tells us one story. He tells one story where he's in, he's in the hotel room, a hotel lobby or an elevator or something like that. And uh, they come up to him. And uh, I think uh, 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 one guy, I one of his Richards or whatever is, is kind of like the star, but he, talking to one of the stars, the, his partner and knew he was on, but asked, asked him whether or not he was on a team, you know, he's shorter, smaller guy. And he's like, am I on the team? There's a, there was a chip, though, as he was talking, like, we belong. Now, I remember Kenny Smith was saying, people are Cinderella in, like, the first round, but when they get to the Sweet 16 and realize they beat some people, now it becomes a chip on the shoulder. It's not about being Cinderella. We belong. And you're starting to see the chip on the shoulder. You're seeing some of the chip on the shoulder stuff. You're seeing people saying, hey, you know, you know, I know some of, the, I know some of these, these number one seed teams aren't here, but they're not here for a reason. Because we're better than them, you know. So that's the part that I noticed that 
you know, all the Cinderella stuff is washing off on some of these teams. All the we weren't supposed to be here is washing off on some of these teams. It's like, nah, we belong here. If you, you tell us short, we're going we gonna, we gonna to take it to you. So you know it's a little bit of that kind of, you know, the Cinderella stuff was cool first week. I'm tired of these questions about this. We got game. And that's a good thing to kind of uh, get a feel for it. And that, you know, it, it's good to see that it matters to some of these campuses. I mean, the scene of, you know, in Loyola, Chicago, I've been on that campus. I've gone around and talked to people on the campus. It's a great campus, very diverse, north side of Chicago. But to see that energy on that campus um, and what it means to that campus and even the history from the, you know, 1963 team and just reminding people, you know, that that's the, that's the school in Illinois that has a, a national championship. You know, just some of the history and some of the, the way people have been awakening. And it's interesting, and, and we won't get too far in this, people are defining blue bloods. And it's funny, people are talking about mm-hmm. Villanova being blue blood. I got to remind people, Michigan's a blue blood basketball program. Don't get switched it. I'm not going to say it just yeah. from here. But when you, when you think about histories of top teams and runs, you know, if people are talking about Villanova being a blue blood, I mean, Michigan was just in the finals not that many ago, but it has a history of being in Final Fours, you know, as we and being a good program. And so it, it, it is blue, pink, or whatever. But this, it, it, even forgetting about some of these programs that have a history, you know, have a basketball, a real top level basketball history. So right. it's, it's some of those things I'm watching that, you know, people are, it's funny that, you know, they're not recognizing that yeah, these programs have been good. Had had uh had a little bit of a drought run, but when it comes to history and in, 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 in basketball, some of these programs in Michigan's one of them have a long history of being good right. in in many different decades. Uh, so it's it's one of these things where people, you know, it, it's it's kind of interesting how people get branded. So that's one of the things I noticed, you know, uh, uh, in this uh, in in this in, in because it, people start talking about those kind of things as we get to round sixteen eight and four, you start having those legacy kinds of conversations in spaces. You listen to RSG one, Mike, we're, we're in the cipher. We're talking about. Now we're down to four. And so we want to get a little bit into what's coming on. So we're going to kind of theme this out. I, I was hitting them. I was hitting a uh, Hank up a little bit with the themes. So I'm going to see if these work. So sister Jean and Loyola takes on Bruce Weber. And K State, right? I say it like that, Sister Jean, because she does. She she in the party. She in the house. We had a chance to watch that game. The biggest thing, K State again, as I said before, limited offensively. You know, they. It was interesting. We were watching that game, and Loyola offensively just is assist. They know cats know what their role is. They are all aggressive. They move the ball. They get the shot they want. Um, the crazy thing about it was Kansas State would never even crash the glass until the end. Like the last minute or so, they all went to glass, got all the rebounds, had all the athletes, but they never went to the offensive boards. They just kind of gave up on the boards. They settled for jump shots because it was almost like Bruce Weber had – they weren't even running the offense. Didn't even know how to run an offense. And they had the athletic advantage – all they had to do is put the ball up on the rim and let the athletes go get it. They did it in the last two minutes. They're already down, but they went the whole second half doing it. And then on defense, they 
couldn't decide what they wanted to do. They kept running that screen. They kept running that, that uh, the um, uh, uh, the screen at the top of the key, uh, uh, and they would not they would not jump out and, and and blitz them or whatever. They wouldn't do anything. They would just kind of let them do it and and would not force them to make a decision. Cecil was killing me. He was <laughs> explaining it. It was like it was like they would in in part of defense is like the same thing in football or basketball. You got to take away something. You can't right. start and stop everything. Uh, Gino Oriema talks about this. You've got to make a decision about taking away something. And it was almost like Bruce Weber didn't know what to take away. It was pretty obvious. Right. And so, uh, and, and, and it was so obvious that, that, that Loyola, from a skill, skill and, and James had to talk about this, like skill matters. Skill is showing here. You know, the, the coaches that work on skill, if you look at the, the little, um, they did the, uh, uh, right before the, uh, uh, the uh, Elite Eight game, I think they did a feature on Loyola and following them in the practice and everything else. And he, he dedicates time on skill development. He, and he, he talks about working on your craft. <laughs> Work on your craft, right? Know where you're going to get your shots. And you can tell teams that do that versus teams mm-hmm. that don't. They don't get flustered. When the pressure comes, and, and and in that game, man, that's what I saw. I saw, and I'm I'm tired of people saying this is a defensive minded team. You can be defensive minded, you still can score. Like right. like it, to me, it's like it's basketball. You got to play both ends. You can't just play fifty percent of it. That means you got to be good. And I I love these coaches that and, and Loyola does both. They got a defensive philosophy. Kids play hard there, but then offensively, they ain't giving you up on anything there either. And so. And, and you can see that that Loyola knew what they wanted to do, and K State spent the whole game trying to figure out what they wanted to do. Right. What were your observations? Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now this 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 game was was totally on Bruce Weber, in my opinion. Okay, <laughs> I what told I've noticed. You, man. Yeah, look at, uh, let me let me let me tell you this. What I've noticed is the teams that survived and advanced when they've come into the 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 first game of the week. All right, they're totally prepared for that opponent. All right, so when you look at, uh, for example, a uh, Kansas State, they come in, they know they got to play Kentucky. They spend the entire time preparing for Kentucky. All right, and so they get Kentucky. Now they have to be able. And this is what the coaches got to do on your off day. You've got to prepare your team to the next opponent and be ready to play that opponent. And then once that first half ends. You've got to make those adjustments based upon what they're doing to you, and you have to be able to do it quickly. This is where Bruce Weber just absolutely dropped the ball and kicked it out of bounds, D. Because what he didn't do, he had his team ready to play against Kentucky. He did not have them ready to play against Loyola. Now, Loyola is not coming out of their comfort zone for anybody. They're going to do what they do, and and uh, they're going to be aggressive. As you're saying, they're playing with house money. So there's no need for them to even try to, uh, you know, come out of that comfort zone. Kansas State didn't do that. They didn't. And it, and it appeared to me like they they looked at the tape maybe a day just a few hours before the game and then decided to play it. And you asked yourself the same question. You guys have got the athletes. You should be able to go to the paint or play in the box on this on this team. You didn't do any of that, and they just sat out there and they just they just drained it on you. And then it was too late. And as you stated before, they didn't have no one that they could just go to, you know, to, to get them a bucket to slow it down. And and that's, that's on your coach because Loyola at this point is going to play their game. 
I didn't really see anything different from the three games they played. When you go back to Tennessee, Tennessee seemed like they let up. I think they just absolutely blitzed Miami. And Nevada had been coming from behind the whole tournament. So, you know, they just they, they just ran out of time. Okay, but, but you have to prepare your team to adjust at least at halftime to stay in these games. And these coaches, no, there shouldn't be no surprise. The teams that's in there now, those coaches made adjustments to keep their teams and, and to use the talent that they have. And Bruce Weber did a poor job of that. I mean, you, you look at this. So let's, let's just start and break this down. Loyola total attempts from the field, 47. Kansas State, total attempts from the field, 66. So let's start with that. Mm-hmm. Loyola shot 57%, 4%. Kansas State shot 34.8%. Three-point shooting. Loyola shot 50%. Kansas State shot 6 for 26, 23.1%. But this is what I'm talking about. Defensive rebounds. Loyola had 32 defensive rebounds, right? Right. Kansas State had 17 defensive rebounds. Kansas State had 10 offensive rebounds. I bet you six of those rebounds was in the last two minutes. Yeah. So if you got 32 defensive rebounds, that means you're not even contesting on – you're not even going to the offensive glass. Exactly. Exactly. When you watch that game – so you, you, a team that you're more athletic in, they're going to get 32 defensive rebounds when you got more athletes? You're not that going means to you didn't go to offensive glass at all, and all you and did was settle for three. Jump shots. You settle. You settle for jump shots. You're getting long rebounds, and it, it was ridiculous. And, and Loyola had 15 turnovers. Kansas State only had six turnovers. Right. Right. So you're right. right. This is right. No adjustments from Bruce Weber. I mean, it was, it was just. I was watching this like, what? What are we talking about, man? And I mean, the same thing we saw in Illinois, man. I was just like, my goodness. It's just like, this is, like, you just, I mean, we were watching, Cecil's like, they just giving the game away. They're not even crashing the glass. They oh, just, like, the no. ball would go up, and you would not see a Kansas State person anywhere in the lane, and all you would see is four Loyola guys on the defensive re- glass rebounding going out. It was like they just gave up on it, and then in the last, they're down, what, 10 or something like that in the last two minutes. Now they're tapping the ball around over and getting all the rebounds. Like, where were y'all at through the other parts of the, of the second half? This is something that this this is what when you don't do it all year, it shows up in those moments, right? Exactly. <laughs> it, it, that it moment up, and sometimes it's too big when the coach because again, you got a team they're like, you know what, win or lose has been a great season for us. You got Kansas State and they're thinking, oh my goodness, now we can get to the Final Four, and they choked, and they choked at the coaching level. I mean, I, I watched the same game and I could not understand. That you're not doing, you're not even playing the same game you played against Kentucky. You know, even if you came with that game plan. I mean, I, I didn't understand that game. That should have been an easy uh, path for Kansas State. Take nothing away from Loyola, but they know their system and they know how to play it. But they weren't really contested. Would you say they were contested at all? I didn't see it. No. Not at all. I didn't see not, what not they were contested. And, and 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 let's face it, you're right. These teams are good, but when you look at the Loyola, uh, uh, when you look at what they've done, and, and you can't, I'm not trying to, you know, devalue this team. They've only lost five times all season, but these teams let up on them, and these, and these guys aren't going to quit. Tennessee 
is notorious in my opinion. I think Tennessee absolutely let up on this team. And you cannot do that in the, in, this, in these tournaments, okay? A couple of bad possessions, and it's a close game again. And um, a Tennessee, I think, panicked. Uh, I think Miami was blitzkrieg, and I don't know what Kansas State was doing. Nevada, notwithstanding, Nevada was lucky, in my opinion, to get to where they were at, all right? But you cannot let up on these teams in this tournament. And, I, and when you see teams make it that far, and 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 you and you got a, a physical advantage. Something is going on. Either you're not adjusting, or your players are just not ready for prime time. You hit it right on the head. You hit it right on the head. So, it so as a result, Loyola advances. And then this is where we're having the Twitter conversation. I we, I have Maurice on there. If you, most of y'all who've been listening for a long time, we'll get most read. One of our our faithful who will come on RG. One of our one of our. Uh, platforms have a discussion he's he's also been a guest host Maurice Red has been on with us he's a Duke fan along with uh uh you know a couple other of of our uh RSG faithful who are these Duke fans and then you know I had Cecil and I had a couple other folks Andre you out there I hope you're listening uh we had this discussion this weekend we were at a meeting they were talking about Kansas now y'all everybody who's listening know that Kansas is a perennial person on our can't trust list Maybe Phil might be the only one that might not have Kansas on the can trust list. I could tell you Game Changer has it on. I have it on. I believe Hank has Kansas on the can trust list. Absolutely. And so he might not, but Bill Self was two and seven in Elite Eight games. Coach K was twelve and two in Elite Eight games. So we're there. But the one thing, and I said this, you can go back and check the tape. I said the one thing I was nervous about Duke is that they don't have a true point guard. When mm-hmm. I watched them, that was the one thing I was nervous about because, and 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 I and I and I had a feeling that if they if they met a team like let's say like Villanova or something like that who had one, they were going to be in trouble because they there are times when you need to have somebody who's a floor general to get you. And Duvall's not a point guard, and neither is Grayson Allen. They're not. They're two guards who can handle, they can be distributors, but that's not what they do. They don't set things up. They get set up a lot or they're thinking to score. And so that was the one thing I thought, but I thought the size they had down low would overwhelm a lot of teams. Um, And so that was my framework. And so the non-point guard approach, I think, caught up to them. Caught up to him, Kansas. I'm gonna lay some things out, and then I, I know Hank is gonna be here to talk, talk a little bit about this. But it's one of the things I talked about before. Kansas had 30 defensive rebounds, meaning that they put all four to the glass, all five to the glass, which means they didn't get a lot of like you, you suspected that Duke would dominate and get offensive glass. They would got they had they had Duke had um, nine offensive rebounds. Kansas had 16 offensive rebounds. Now, if you would have told me that Kansas playing basically full guards was going to control the glass like that, I would have said you crazy. I would have said you crazy. And part of it was they were shooting a lot of long threes. You had some long rebounds, but it was they was committing to the glass on both ends, mm-hmm. getting everybody there, getting up there, getting on there, which was which was which was a major problem. And I couldn't understand it. The other problem with that. Uh, that that really caused that to happen was because Carter Jr. was in foul trouble. Now a lot of people are talking about he did get some weak fouls called on him. 
uh, 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 part of that was some frustration there, uh, which kind of affected him a little bit. But to me, that was that was that was telling me those are fifty fifty balls. They wanted it more. They wanted it more. You could say all you wanted those. That's a want more kind of thing, and it's that kind of stuff that makes all the difference in the world because Kansas had seventeen turnovers. And Duke only had 11 turnovers. Mm-hmm. And even the foul differential, Duke had 16 and Kansas had 14 fouls. And so, but if you look at it, Kansas had 20 assists. Duke only had 13. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got ball movement. We got sharing the ball. We got people getting shots where they're supposed to get shots. And to me, Bagley only had nine attempts. If I look at this correctly, he was five of nine. You can't have your perennial all-star, probably wooden award winner in a game like this, only get nine shots, which means to tell him when you play elite talent, this is where point guards matter. You have elite point guard. You're telling me if he was playing on Villanova with Brunson, you think he only got nine attempts? Absolutely not. <laughs> he, he ain't going to get nine attempts. Brunson going to find a way to get the big fellow the ball. And I think right. that is – I was thinking that, wow, Coach K is somebody who always thinks ahead. Always thinks ahead. He had to see that that was a problem. Maybe he just couldn't fix it. But that, to me, was the glaring. That was the only weakness they had, to me, was that they did not have a floor general. And I know they try to get Grayson, but Grayson is, you can't take a thoroughbred who's looking to score and calm him down. He, I mean, he did an all right job at point guard, but he's an attacker. He's the, he's the, he's the white version of John Starks. That's when I look at him. That's who he right, is. Right. He 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 gonna get a little ratty. He gonna get mad at you. He might kick you, but that's when he plays the best. I think the Knicks could pick him up. Mm-hmm. He that's who he is. I know they try to tame him, but there's something good about him. Miami might have to pick him up. He is you know I can see Riley liking that. That's who he is. And you tamed him. It's like taming uh Mike Tyson. You can't tame somebody who's designed to attack. And that's who he is. And he wasn't really able to do that. But you see the difference in assists was everything. That means they were sharing the ball. And so mm-hmm. that's the part, you know, in a game that's so narrowly close is who gets the shots where they want. And Graham got them into the offense. He got right. them to where they needed to be. He got the ball to where he needed. He was, he was that point guard, that floor general, that setting the tone in a way that was the difference in that game. And that's why I think when they play Villanova, they'll revert back to the can't trust it because Brunson them just ain't going to happen. You know, it's just going. It's, it's going to be a whole different kind of avenue because you are going to be going up against the floor general. So that's kind of what I I, I saw. What did you think about that game? Great but, game. You know, I, it was a great game. You know, but the thing that I was surprised. You talked about the bigs with Duke, but I was really surprised at what I thought was a rather porous front line defense. You know, oh, they yeah. were able to get to the glass. They were able to penetrate and dish. You talk about the assist. A lot of those, a lot of those uh, three pointers were set up because Graham and Newman were going to the board the whole game. Okay, and the other, and the other guy with the with the funny name. I'm not gonna try to pronounce it on the on the on the air, but he would light them up too. He's an aggressive player anyway. But the problem is they were good. They've got bigs in there, and they were going to the glass, and they were able to get the ball. They were able to pass the ball in the paint. Okay, the Kansas big fella that fouled out. It was able to pass the ball in the paint to him. He missed a couple of easy shots. You could just tell he was rattled. Okay, they tried to get the ball to him. Even uh, Bill Self was saying, look, this is open. 
you've got to make you've got to catch that ball and convert down there in the paint. That was early in the game, and that was open all game long. And you think about Newman scoring the last nine points of the game for Kansas. He was able to penetrate. He was able. They were able to get Graham was able to penetrate and dish. Newman was able to penetrate. All right, they had no answer for it all game long. That was a game that Duke should have won. Outside of the fact that they just they that that was what I saw. Outside of what you're saying with the point guard piece, um, all of that would have been rendered moot had Grayson Allen's shot failed. But when it didn't fall, and you started to look at this game, and you start talking about the next round, and you know, doggone well, that Villanova is going to exploit the middle. They're going to exploit the middle on Kansas, especially simply because they can't keep their big fella out of foul trouble. You know, he's had four fouls or, or fouled out the last three ball games: Seton Hall, um, this game, and the game after that, the game before that. Um, yeah, he, Azubuki he just out. can't. He fouling. He fouling. He get two fouls while he's breathing. He well, just he's can't breathing. stay out. He and he, he, he airballed that layup <laughs> like a hook airball. I'm like, you gonna be on exactly. sack of the fool with that exactly. shot. It's like you're not trusting his leg. I see what's talking about. You're not trusting his legs, and you can see it. No, yeah, I mean, he, I he, mean, he, he gonna be in foul trouble in that game. Like he was, he just absolutely seemed like he was out of sorts yesterday, and they was getting the ball to him down deep where he should have had an advantage, and he just was not converting. So, um, but the fact is, this is to, to me that was that was another flaw for Duke. Okay, outside of the the the, the point guard was on defense, and you know Villanova's going to see that they would have exploited that. Okay, now Kansas was able to get in the middle on on Duke, and we're going to see if they're going to be able to do that against Villanova. But that was what I saw. I'm like, man, they were able to get in the middle pretty pretty easy. They were to have a pretty big front line. And I don't know if I don't know if it was Kenny or Chuck said it, but I think they're probably right. And I thought it was right. He said for I think Kenny might have said it for about a five minute stretch, Coach K is going to play man to man. And and I was traveling, we were traveling, drops so I didn't get a chance to see all that second half in overtime. But I I agree with him. I, I was like, when these guys are playing four guards. He's going to have to surprise them, slap that floor like they used to do, bring that old Duke man-to-man back and for a five-minute stretch or right. for a three-minute stretch, play man-to-man, switch it up if they're not if they're not really stopping them with the zone. You know, you, you got people like, what's it, Mickle Chuck or whatever. You got cats like that who's scoring from the, uh, from the yeah. wing. Newman yeah. in 32. You know, you got, you got those guys stroking it, playing space. Vic, Vic was doing his thing. Um, you know, and they can become even more dangerous when you, you when when the big fella goes out, uh, Azubuke goes out because now they're really going to speed it up. They're going to play that outside and they're going to really kind of drive and put some pressure on your bigs. They're not afraid. One thing I think Kenny was saying really well. One of the things I noticed about the teams who are advancing are the ones who are not afraid to go into your chest. All this fade when you get to that. You know, teams like Kansas. Um, you know, are going through you. Villanova's going through you. You see Michigan going through you. Like uh, Loyola does that. Like they ain't care to draw the contact, getting the bigs in foul trouble. These guards aren't afraid to to take the punishment to get there, get to the line, and attacking these bigs right through their chest, up through the rim. And so you saw these. You saw, you know, self got these guys attacking in attack mode early. And, right. And Duke was kind of like you said, reeling early. Um, and was trying to play catch up, and didn't have a way to settle down and get the shots they needed to get when they needed to get them. Um, and I think that's part of that was part of the challenge for them. 
Um, you know, they had a great year. You know, the only bad thing they get, they get the top three players in the country coming to play for them next year. So, you know, Coach K will be back. I ain't gonna, I ain't like he get, he need to be sad. He got he gonna he gonna turn around and get get the top players coming back uh, anyway. So Duke is out. Kansas advances uh, to the finals, and so uh, it, it's it's they're gonna be in the final four. And so now we get down to Villanova. Does Villanova? <laughs> That's all I can describe. That's what I put on the rundown. Like what else is right. there? You know, you right. know, uh, uh, my boy Jay Wright, the best dressed man in sports. I ain't gonna talk about college basketball, NBA basketball, uh, you know, whatever other sports. Jay Wright is just the best. We're talking. Cecil and I were talking. We're looking at this stuff, and I'm thinking, did he even coach after the game? It looked like he was sweating, no, no sweat thing, and that like that. It looked like Jay just walked off the walked out of his bedroom or walked out of his house to the interview. I mean, the cat is ready to go, and he can coach. And I, it, it was it was hard for me to put him on the can't trust it list because I like him. I was a fan of his mentor, Roly Massimino, even though he beat our Michigan Wolverines. We had a number one ranked team back in the day. I was when they first went to sixty four. I cried. That was a team I loved out of all the Michigan mm-hmm. teams. I love that team. You know, you know that. And uh, yep. they upset them, and then went on and did a thing with Ed Pinkney and all those stuff. So, so I, but I've always liked Massimino, and Jay Wright is good. And someone was talking about it saying that no one probably has the best culture, better culture in college basketball than Villanova from a value standpoint, from what the players do. When you watch Brunson, he's matter of fact, he take it, he, he interviewing. It's just like, they like robots. They know what they there for. They too much. They excited. They smile, but you can clear. They quickly turn to the next task. This team is playing unbelievable. And so they go up against Texas tech. And the thing about Texas tech, is that they knew to the party. They, they, you know, everybody knew that they, I mean, defensively, they get after you. They, they, they get in the lanes. They go, they, 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 they will challenge you. They got Evans, who is, you know, that all American level talent uh, down there, but then they're going to go up against Villanova. And I'm going to tell you this, uh, what's it? DiVincino, Zeno, Z, v, DiVincino, Zo, or whatever it is, two hand dunk. Nope. Whatever it is, whatever it is, two hand Duncan Zeno <laughs> got funk in his game. Masamoli, Malamino, I don't care what it is. I love his game. Yeah. I love his game. He's a super sub. I, every time he comes in the game, I'm glued. But when he was dunking on him, I'm like, he must be playing in the parks in Philly. It, you know, Brunson was like, let's go play in the park. His game, is, I love his game. And so you got cats like that who get after it. Um, you know, they got nothing but uh, – they got your guy Bridges who, you know, that, that's another superstar. This is a team that's just turned the corner and has an expectation around winning. This is a group that over the past three years has won the most games – uh, in the history of college basketball over a three-year period. So this is a team that was ready to go, and they just kind of methodically had to break Texas Tech down. You know, with a star player like Evans that was clearly having some uh, – uh, I think he had turf toe, but they didn't have enough, enough of other folks to even deal with this. With this, And Jay Wright got this place. This, you get a chance to see that game? What did you think? I did watch that game, and this is clearly – the most impressive team in the entire tournament. Okay, 
Bellanova has not had a bad game. This is what you concern yourself with when you look at this team. You have a coach in Jay Wright that makes adjustments. I think the one team that really pressed them was West Virginia. Bob Huggins had them on the ropes in the first half and for the first part of the second half. But they just kept plugging away, kept plugging away, kept plugging away. You could see them making the proper adjustments. You saw the stars start to do what they had to do. They started attacking the basket. And they, when I say they attacked the basket, I mean they devoured that doggone thing. You're talking about DiVincenzo. I saw him go up and flush on somebody. I wasn't. I ran around the house. And I'm not even a no, because I wasn't. I was. I didn't think he was gonna go in like that. I mean, they no. go to the hole. They they are old. I remember me saying this is an old school throwback team. Yeah. Okay. They shoot the three. They play solid defense, but they are monsters around the rim on both sides on both ends of the court. This is a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous team, okay? And and kudos to West Virginia, kudos to Texas Tech. They got wore out, okay? When you know you're a good team, when you can wear a team out, when you can start getting down to the last 10, 5, 3 minutes of a game, and you start to wear a team out, and that's what they do, okay? That's what they do. I thought I thought West Virginia had played – a, miraculous, a great game against them. They, that trap was giving them fits. But they couldn't sustain that with this team. They, this team is that good. Jay Wright is that good of a coach. You know, it wasn't a fluke when they won a, a, a couple of years ago against North Carolina. Okay, this team is real. And I and, and watching them play, I underestimated them. You know, I, that, this team is – they've got – they're clicking on – they are a complete team. And they are impressive. And, again – Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 